Welcome back to New Rockstars. I'm Philip Molina. This is Rogue Theory. Today we are talking about J.J. Abrams spilling all kinds of beans in a last-minute mm. interview about Rise of Skywalker. I'm super excited to get into this. I already heard a little sneak peek at you guys' theories, and I'm down <gasps> for some us. of that. <laughs> uh, with me, speaking of these people, are Eric Voss, Hi. Tommy Bechtel, yeah. and Marina Mastros. Yeah. Hey, look, Marina's name is correct down here this time. <laughs> On this episode, I felt better when I was mod. Really, <laughs> yeah, we all do. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, not when you are, when we are also. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, and Tommy, I pronounced that right? Tommy? Yeah. Uh, great. Uh, on this episode, we're going to talk also about the relevance of Superman, as in, is he? Mm -hmm. uh, but we'll get back to that. The promotional push for Star Wars Rise of Skywalker is going full force, and director J.J. Abrams has been doing a lot of interviews and dropping little nuggets that hint at mm -hmm. what is going on yeah. in this movie. Specifically, he mentioned <laughs> two things that peaked a little interest. Mm -hmm. yes. uh, one, he hated to see that Darth Maul died so early mm -hmm. in the prequels. Mm -hmm. yep. Remember, he created a new story mm -hmm. for the current film, but he hated that that character wasn't right. usable. Rise of Skywalker is the second thing. Also, is going to close all of the lingering threads oh of the trilogies. That's the three an insane... Trilogies. A goal, like, right? Yeah. 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 I so have a great much. idea for that. And crawl. <laughs> yeah, just, just opening crawl, crawl and all the words yeah. spill yeah, back out on yeah. us. This is what happened to Boba Fett <laughs> and all this stuff. Uh, but so we we are all Star Wars fans. We all know that Darth Maul actually didn't die no. in that moment in Phantom Menace. What? No, we knew that. So is Darth Maul going to appear in some way or another in Rise of Skywalker or just in general, will he have an impact on Rise of Skywalker? Let's go Rogue. Let's go Rogue on the cup. Are we ringing? Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, yeah, go ahead yeah. and uh, just slap your buzzer, your wet buzzer. <laughs> wet buzzer in on, uh, on Maul. He is now known as Maul technically after mm. he didn't die on, on Naboo. He oh, decided oh. to leave the Sith Order behind and he continued forward with his rage against the Emperor uh, for kind of leaving him abandoning him and taking on uh taking on new apprentices whatever i think um maul will come back in some way in rise of skywalker i think that's what solo what his cameo in solo was all about um huh. i don't think he will be alive in the present form because like it's so far in rebels like he we see him die he gets in a duel with obi-wan they have a rematch and, and and he dies um so i i think but we however he comes back however plagueis or <laughs> however darth sidious comes back uh could be the way maul comes back and i think this is really all about the emperor um i think rewatching the prequels i think the phantom menace is really the story of the Emperor's Rise, and I think the fact that the Emperor is coming back in the Rise of Skywalker is going to be the pivotal plot point. And I think whatever his way of coming back, I think we're going to see uh, whatever the Sith figured out was the key to immortality is through reincarnation or animatronics. Reincarnation. <laughs> You're saying like something different. I was imagining the Hall of Presidents. It's just oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sith. You just pitched a completely different <laughs> word that has nothing to do with what I was saying. I was trying to read your lips you, you because really I, just I, I'm listening robot. to something yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah. Were you trying to say reanimation? What you're saying is the bad robot of J.J. Abrams' production company title oh. is Sidious? Is that what you're saying? Is that what you're saying? Ooh, Give yourself a rogue. Sure. <laughs> Give yourself <laughs> a rogue. Treat yourself to a rogue. No, wait. I'm not listening to you. What's happening okay. here? Uh, uh, what is the, the secret to, to reincarnation? How do they bring him back? 
uh, he has found a way, because the Jedi have Force ghosts. Mm-hmm. I, I think the Sith don't know fully how to make Force ghosts, but I think they can take someone's essence, their spiritual, their thetan, depending on your beliefs, <laughs> and embed it in a new vessel, a new flesh puppet, mm. as, as we call them. <laughs> a meat puppet, yeah. What if... Kylo Ren, we find out, has the soul of Maul Whoa. in his spirit. Ooh. That would explain a lot. He's sharing the space, like uh, like uh, roomies. Yeah, yeah. Or perfect strangers. He is, re- or what Standing if he's rein- reincarnated? He has reincarnated Maul, and he doesn't realize his oh, past wow. life was as Maul. Another angle we could go: What if Maul's soul split into Rey and Kylo? That's why they're linked. Oh. That's why we see Rey with the dual wield lightsaber in the Ooh. trailer footage. They're gonna find out that they are both the reincarnated essence of Darth Maul and in the Emperor's uh, spirit, who is reincarnated in someone else. Maybe it was Snoke. Maybe it was uh, someone we haven't seen yet or hasn't been revealed yet. Is going to reveal that to them that all the souls are all linked, and that's why all these things feel so derivative. Is everyone's souls are just reincarnated? Incarnated in new vessels, generation after generation. Whoa. Animatronic vessels. Animatronic. That robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give yourself yeah, a rogi. Yeah, yeah. uh, no, give Eric a rogi. Yeah. Uh, not for the second part. Um, the second part, I'm not sure about uh, the reincarnation. Uh, so which the, part? Your the, ro- robot the part. Splitting Darth Maul's uh, soul a little mm. bit in you, a little bit in you. But like I am into. But it calls, dash here. Calls back to Han Solo's line in Force Awakens. He's got too much Vader in him. What if yeah. it's not too much Vader in him? What if it's too much Maul in yes. him? So it's hey not yo. a callback then to what Han Solo said. Thank you. Thank you <laughs> yeah. it That's calls how back I learned. To, Thank to you. <laughs> you said it calls back to a line and then you changed well, yeah. the line. No, it calls back. It, it, it pays service to that line where like Han Solo's instinct oh, was no correct. Homage. He just had the wrong... Sith Lord. Yeah. According to Han, all the Jedi and the Sith, it's a myth. You know, when we catch up with him in A, oh, right. a New What's Hope, a uh, all the the legend of the Force, he calls it some goofy yes. religion he doesn't believe in. Right. So yeah, figures like Maul would just be like made up to him. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. I like your theory. <laughs> uh, uh, Tommy, go ahead and give him a, a Tommy. <laughs> no, I don't okay. want a Tommy. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Patches of skin. No, God. Yeah. Uh, now you can clone me. Yeah. <laughs> now you have two of those. Okay, Tommy, uh, uh, what's your theory? Well, my theory is going to blow the doors off this whole Millennium Falcon. It's all about clones, baby. Ooh. We're in the clone zone. Clone zone. Uh, <laughs> Hashtag clone zone. Yeah. Uh, dar- exactly. Hashtag clone zone. Hashtag Tommy's tykes. Hashtag <laughs> Thanksgiving. Uh, Tommy's tykes? <laughs> yeah, children that's that my charity raising? organization oh, where I give children away. Uh, <laughs> it's more like Peter Pan. Uh, so anyway... Uh, I think Darth Maul is going to come back in clone form. I think a lot of our old friends are coming back in clone form. Wow. George Lucas loves clones. In fact, he named a whole movie after him. That's so true. I Phantom think Menace. Darth Maul is coming back with gorgeous legs, his own cloned legs. <laughs> Much like my dog, Buddy, we're bringing him back. He's not the same, but he's close. Okay, so, so that's we're gonna pet cemetery. We buried Maul in a pet cemetery. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, no. We cloned my dog. It was very <laughs> expensive and uh, not that fun. Uh, <laughs> so I think Darth Maul's coming back in clone form. I also like. I think that opens the door for other dead Star Wars characters to come back. Tying this whole thing together, I think it's going to be like you know, like when a show ends and they bring everyone back for a cameo. Oh like yeah, a sitcom, yeah, yeah. Like Steve came back at the end of Full House. I think that's Darth Maul's purpose here. He's going to come back in and be like. Did someone say mauled? And, and then like, there's an applause yeah. break. Yeah, yeah exactly. They're like, no, no, Ray was just mauled by a lightsaber. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'll see myself out. <laughs> it's Dave Collier. I, I feel like that's kind of what I was imagining in Eric's theory, too, a little bit why that would make sense. Of, uh, you know, 
we have no idea how we're going to see Sidious, but maybe it is kind of a, yeah. let's bring everybody back. A jokes aside, I do actually think that there is going to be a cloning element in this movie. I think, I, I'm not the only one, obviously, that's been theorized mm. and, and even mentioned in interviews. So I I believe the most likely, a non-verbal character like Darth Maul, I think, had four or five lines mm. in Phantom Menace. A character like that, like you could you could bring back as a visual. You don't need him to talk again. Oh, that's true. You know, like sure, he could yeah. just show up. Yeah. Like it's not something so precious that we need like a long explanation for. Yeah. He could show up and fight Ray or fight Kylo in mm-hmm. one scene and then be dispatched because clones are never as as powerful as their original uh, person. Don't yeah, say even that if he just twins. walks in, uh, yeah, even if he just walks in for a cameo or something. Can I get a new water, by the way? Uh, uh, and just like they never even acknowledge it, like that'd be fine. Uh, Marina, what do you got? Okay, um, mine is basically the story of a broken heart. Mm. Mm, and it's a little bit of what you said at the beginning, um, but it's more, think of it as a romantic comedy. Mm. Uh, so it's basically that the Darth Maul now has a broken heart and he's getting his <laughs> revenge because it's supposed to be that, you know, there's one master and one student or yes. one apprentice. The apprentice. rule of two. The rule of two, right? And In comedy. Yes, that (laughs) golden rule of two in comedy. Uh, But every time he wanted to, like, he was the golden child, right? But then basically he just gets replaced. He got replaced by Count Dooku. He got replaced by Vader. He wanted to be, uh, he was going to be replaced also by Luke, except he turned away. Mm. So basically he he's never been the thing that he wants to be. He's like a, a rejected lover. It's basically like Apprentice Darth Maul loses. And his crime syndicate is the one who brings him back. Ooh, the Crimson Dawn. Crimson Dawn. And they bring him back. He, You know what? He could be anything. He could be a force ghost. He could be uh, his soul dissipated into whatever. But I actually think, so you know how he got chop- chopped in half the first time and then he got a robot bottom? Uh-huh. <laughs> robot booty. Hashtag robot booty. Uh, new album drop in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then he got... Like this through the chest, right? Uh-huh. In the uh, ser- in the animated series, right? Podcast listeners, uh, she did a fantastic twirl back handspring. Thing. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Was great. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everyone, this is also a podcast. So basically, it's, he gets stabbed in the. He got cut in half the first time. He gets a robot booty. He gets stabbed in the chest the second time. He gets a robot heart. So basically, he comes back exactly the same. He's just has a fixed hole in his chest, and he ends up saving. He doesn't fight Ray or uh, uh, Kylo Ren. He saves them because he kills the emperor because he's like this is what this is what you get for having a side piece when uh, i should have been your main bitch this ooh, whole time yes wow. here's why marina's gonna get a silver rogi yes he was literally and figuratively brokenhearted those are worth a hundred those are worth a hundred those are worth two rogies two rogies tommy uh you got one earlier but then uh i don't know if anyone remembers whenever you bring up clones your rogi gets cloned so <laughs> yes, yeah, that's, yes. that's a rule yeah two rogies yeah um, uh, okay, so so sum them up for me again, though, Eric. The Sith have figured out the way to immortality. It's through reincarnation, and Maul has been reincarnated as Kylo Ren. Hashtag animatronics. Hashtag robot. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, robot, huh? Uh, mine, mine is our old Paul Maul calls Clone Zone home. <laughs> Oh yeah, you do that thing. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> no one likes it. I like it. No one likes yeah. It. Uh, uh, Tommy, can you do a review of yourself on this show in that form? Tommy, bomby, <laughs> no go home to mommy. Thanksgiving invitation revoked because he's a joke. Wow, that's, pretty that's good. really that's pretty good. good. That's pretty good. Thanks. Uh, and twenty-seven thousand dollars worth of improv classes, <laughs> <Yeah>. everyone. <laughs> 
27,000. Uh, but you just got to sell 100,000 copies of Robot Booty, your yeah. new uh, yeah. Yeah. album. And yes. It's yeah. a slow jam, dent. but it's also very quick. <laughs> yeah. And Marina, what's yours? Uh, heartbroken Darth Maul gets revenge in a robot suit for being side, for being cast aside and regains his status as main bitch. Mm, in a robot, robot suit. In a yeah. robot suit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. And uh, looks fabulous doing it. Man, uh, which of these do we think is most likely? <laughs> clone zone. Yeah, clone it might zone, be clone yeah, zone. Actually, yeah, it might be. So let's give you a little baby oh, Rogi. Okay. Yeah. Little quarter it's my little Rogi. clone. My little Django <laughs> fat clone in the form Aww. of Boba. Um, no, it's, it's a quarter block of wood. <laughs> uh, but your imagination is beautiful. Great. Uh, speaking of, imagine if we had sponsors. How about this? Hey guys, Eric here. Just a reminder that New Rockstars is offering exclusive rewards to our patrons in the form of bonus videos each month. For November, I did an in-depth breakdown of the opening sequence of Raiders of the Lost Ark and how it so perfectly defined Indiana Jones as a hero and foreshadowed everything to follow in that film, including Nazis' heads exploding. You can get exclusive access to that video along with lots of other behind-the-scenes content and just a general good feeling of helping this channel grow by becoming an official patron of New Rockstars Digital Studios. Just go to patreon.com slash newrockstars. Again, that's patreon.com slash newrockstars. And we're back. Guys, Variety put out an article this <gasps> week. I know, right? <laughs> Variety's still around. Print what? media still exists? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Uh, and they're basically questioning the relevance of Superman. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, the uh, there's currently a Superman who has no intention to stop being this this character. Uh, but also, they're kind of referencing the recent incarnations of Superman and just saying that it hasn't really resonated with audiences recently. Now, they're also talking to Michael B. Jordan about potentially uh, playing the role, and they're thinking this might be a way to kind of awaken interest in the character. Mm -hmm. Uh, or maybe not. Who knows, right? It, that's kind of my question for you guys. I want to hear your theories on a way you could bring Superman back into relevance and make him relevant mm -hmm. to today's audience. I mean, are we saying that he's not? I mean, like, we might be arguing, like, for that he is still relevant, right? Like, I, I kind of side, you know, this caused an ordeal on the internet. And I kind of side with the internet, right? Like, I kind of say, like, he is still relevant. He's extremely relevant now, probably maybe more than ever, right? Because, I mean, okay, to be fair, I should be pitching a Superman version where he's uh, not a white dude. He's, like, a Mexican woman who, like, is the savior of humanity. However... Queer. Yeah, and queer. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. But Terminator Dark Fate already did that. And by the way, go see it. So good. It's been out forever. Like, come on. Yeah. And so I'm going to keep uh, Superman as a, a straight white. I mean, he can be gay if he wants to. Let him do it. Let him do what he wants to do. But he's he's still white. He's still a dude. And I think it's very important right now, especially for us to see as an American society and an international society, an example of a white dude with enormous amounts of privilege in being white and being a dude, but also physically he's superhuman, right? Yeah. That he uses that privilege for good. He doesn't come into power and just exploit everybody and like is happening right now, like big banks, you know, everything that you get to have a big influence on everything. You buy politicians, you buy whatever laws you want. You basically get power and you misuse it. But this said, I'm saying we need to go back to humble guy who is a great example of what we have as the ideal like American guy, right? It's like 
defender of the week, uh, you know, Robin Hood type stuff. And he's protecting people and as he's supposed to. And I think it's very relevant. But the only reason that Superman is good at all is because of he was raised by good parents. Mm -hmm. So the one thing that I will do that is still very me is uh, uh, change his parents out for Midwestern white people and their Midwestern farm workers, not farm owners. Mm. So they're my people, they're Mexicans, and they are farm workers. They adopt him because he still lands in a big old thing in their backyard, and they're like, oh, crap. They're queer. They're queer, yes. (laughs) He arrives in a sparkly little egg. (laughs) And they raise him to be a good person, and he uses his privilege for uh, to protect people and to save the world like he should. And and we all get to see an example of that. And basically, he saves the world all over again by being in this movie. But what if he uses that privilege to like make a country club and use trickle down <laughs> economics that arguably lifts the rising tide of all of all boats? Eventually, everyone will get superpowers if you. Yeah. Uh, uh, Marina, I'm I'm super into this yeah, idea. Actually, I love I, that. I'm super into what you're saying because you're saying that he is relevant. Shut up. Like, yes. Yeah. This is the time that we need this the person to remind us of mm-hmm. morality. Yeah. Uh, and just because you've been given power doesn't mean that you're mm-hmm. given a blank slate on mm-hmm. any you can do anything you want yeah. uh and and that feels great eric also was reminding me uh you know that idea that absolute power corrupts absolutely yeah and when he when saying that uh that's what happens when i host this show and i <laughs> control everyone's point totals uh randomly uh philip's but- chair is made out of rogies so when he has to yeah, give yeah, them yeah, out yeah. he has to yeah, get a little lower seat. yeah, a little, <laughs> yeah. my spine is made out of rogies yeah, yeah. um but uh but i actually do love that that concept of absolute power corrupts mm-hmm. absolutely is actually exactly it's actually based on the concept because inherent people are inherently bad mm-hmm. and it's like but no we we were jaded now yeah. and it feels like people are inherently bad mm-hmm. but i mean you watch us st- i was watching brooklyn 99 oh cool and uh yeah dope you want to watch yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's cool yeah, yeah anyway what we're talking about watch party <laughs> yeah no and actually just there's one thing that's like inherent in all those characters is, is they they're just like good yeah and they're just like oh i can't can't help but i i want to help you Mm -hmm. even if i'm mad at you or something yeah and just that little bit of reminder Mm -hmm. of morality is actually super rare to see now it's much cooler to be the boys or Mm -hmm. uh uh, brightburn uh yeah yeah. like like that's the hip way but honestly exploring bad superman right now society is exploring bad society right now people are inherently evil it's that people are inherently selfish and have families and get afraid if something Mm -hmm. threatens Mm -hmm. what they perceive which so you you changing the parents to being mm-hmm. migrant workers mm-hmm. is fantastic also because it is touching on the idea of immigrants having honestly if maybe better morals than, yeah. than uh, some other communities might I'll say it yeah so, right? go ahead yeah. we're just better people <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. no so so this fear of the immigrant influence is like well i don't know i mean like a lot of them are really catholic and you're, yeah. you're you <laughs> are, are very in trouble for doing anything when you're catholic spoken like a true catholic, catholic boy. yeah exactly uh cool i'm, I'm into it uh sharon Rogi. uh who's next i'll go next uh my, I'm gonna go down the Michael B. Jordan path now, Ooh. which is yeah, my favorite it. path to go down. You know me, mine I'm, too. I'm showbiz back told. Uh, <laughs> I, everybody knows that about me. I'm reading Variety every day. It's my Bible. 
Okay, it's my scripture. Uh, I <laughs> pointed to... at the doctor with a finger gun when you were born. I remember. That's, that's right. <laughs> so yeah, that's, right. that's right. In a wink. Uh, then the doctor tried to slap me, and I caught his hand, and I said, <laughs> yeah. "Not gonna happen today, doc." I and need this face. He's like, medically, yeah. we have to do this. Uh, so anyway, uh, it's the law. It yeah. was crazy. We ended up brokering a four-year deal. Uh, they thought I would only live four years, but I made it. Uh, so I'm glad you mentioned the boys because this has got some themes of the boys in it i am calling my pitch superman incorporated mm. so Ooh. superman lands <laughs> Kids think. superman you know we'll give him the same origin he lands the ship into a farm and uh he has migrant worker parents and no, i'm just kidding yeah. uh, he has uh george and martha beautiful white christian parents uh, <laughs> and and the difference is that his Talents and abilities start to, start to spread like rumors, like like wildfire. People start to notice there's this kid oh, in okay. Smallville, Kansas, who's got these exceptional abilities, mm -hmm. and he begins to receive attention from giant corporations, <clears throat> Apple, Amazon, yeah, Disney, uh, okay. and they start to groom him <laughs> as as though, or, or or start to recruit him as though he was a star quarterback being recruited by Alabama. Yeah. They start to like, you know, maybe a car shows up in his driveway. All the under all the mm. underside yeah. of, of college sports where mm -hmm. they're getting bribes and they're taking money that ultimately only screws them over right. as the institutions are unassailable for some reason. So my story is the story of of a young Clark Kent having to deal with the pressures of having these abilities and then also outside forces yeah. trying to monetize it rather mm -hmm. than just use it for good because that's what our society tends to do yeah. they see a dollar yeah. bill available and they grab it oh. rather than fostering it unfettered so capitalism so uh where where does the hero uh fall on this is he well, into it well he's conflicted because he is from a modest upbringing he's you know he, mm -hmm. he grew he grew up on a farm he had to work very hard and here's an opportunity for him to have you know, Everything really, the reality is Superman could walk into a bank, punch the vault open with his hand and take the money out. But mm -hmm. here is a a legal uh, pathway for him to make millions and millions of dollars mm -hmm. and make billions and billions of dollars for these corporations. And it's tempting. The life is tempting. You know, when you watch movies like uh, He Got Game or, 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 or uh, Blue Chips, it's like, you know, they're throwing women in front of him. They're throwing money in front of him. They're throwing access to things. You mm -hmm. know, they're giving him opportunities to go to fancy parties. They're giving him opportunities to go to concerts and stuff like that. So maybe, you know, as a younger kid, he's a little yeah. more corruptible. Mm -hmm. So we see the the ultimate ubermensch, as we were saying, that is Superman, <laughs> that is just the perfect man. And then we see, like, when he's 18, maybe he's a little more susceptible to outside influences. Mm -hmm. So that uh, struggle. Is it is it Citizen Kane where he's he's adopted mm -hmm. uh, by by a rich family or something? Yeah, and he, yeah. he leads this, this other life. I, I'm imagining, just, just going back into your own story, he is still raised by these beautiful, beautiful whites. <laughs> uh, and Gorgeous whites. I call them hashtag flawless whites. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Perfect, perfect. Pearls. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, these two pearls. Uh, so he's raised by them and they, maybe they are raising him very well and, and with these good morals. And then I wonder if a rich Lex Luthor comes along oh. uh, or Lionel Luthor maybe oh, to like yeah. raise him yeah. up and, and he's the one that's, yeah, yeah, you know what <laughs> Uh, no, no, add no. it to my spine. Your spine. Yeah. <laughs> um, Does it hurt? It looks like time. I just shoved it up my ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. We're yeah, not cutting that. Shame. You're not cutting yeah, that. You uh, have to keep yeah, that. it comes back out round. No. Yeah. I like that. I um, think that's a great adjustment to that. I think that's yeah. a really nice. Uh, I'm I'm super into this. I'm following it. I like all of it. How is this the Michael B. Jordan route? Well, I think he's a really he's already in tremendous shape from both the Creed movies. Like he's got the physical yes. stature to fill out the suit. He's not going to be an Adam West Batman. You know what I mean? Like he's a ripped, good-looking 
young, athletic-looking guy. Shots like, fired, Adam West. By the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rest in peace, West. <laughs> exactly. West in peace. Yeah, you're in the best shape you've ever been now. But... Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, he's Ralph then. Oh uh, no, cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it. Uh, yeah, no, I think Michael B. Jordan would be the perfect like. You know, all, whenever you see like a Sports Illustrated cover of like the next big thing in Major yes. League Baseball mm -hmm. or soccer or basketball or anything, it's always this really handsome guy in almost a Superman pose. Right. Mm -hmm. I just could totally see Michael B. Jordan. I mean, he's almost maybe getting a little too old to play, you know, like a college age kid. But like, I don't know. We just made I'd Al Pacino look 15 in The Irishman. Isn't that what that's about? <laughs> yeah. like a 15 year old Al Pacino learning about <laughs> selling ice cream in the Bronx. Sure. I don't know. Look it up on Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> where stories happen uh, uh, they do just happen so so it's just fan casting it's not uh, you're not bringing yeah, it to the I just, relevance well, all I was argument. doing was just tying in the original article Variety wrote an article today. right yeah. Oh, right. holy <gasps> shit. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And you know, I love print media. Variety, like I said, is my scripture. Where stories happen. Yes. Great. I'm super into it. Uh, Tommy, <laughs> you earned yourself another rogie. Whoa. Wow. What'd you do to your quarter rogie? Why'd it get all cr crap all over it? Oh, I uh, ate a, a lot of powdered sugar this morning. And I <laughs> <Just> <laughs> a bag of powdered sugar just reaching yeah, in. Yeah, that's right. You just, my sugar sack. How do you make sugar sack? Mainline <laughs> uh, some yeah. powdered sugar. I hate powdered sugar. Yeah, yeah you I don't cook want to cook it over so I just eat it now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, great. And then, uh, Eric, what do you got? It's a little phallic. I'm gonna... <laughs> No that matter what phallic. shape you put it in, it's going to be it phallic. It is for me. This is I was about to say, this Tommy. Is the scale. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> if that's. Okay. I think there is definitely um, relevancy to Superman's story in that I think when uh, they first published Action Comics number one, it was in 1938. It was in the late mm. 30s. And that's when Superman started to become popular. It was during World War II when fascism was rising he was fighting nazis in mm -hmm. the comics you know we've seen this with wonder woman uh they put her in world war mm -hmm. one in her recent film with captain america the first avenger that was during world war ii mm -hmm. and like when you're trying to show like a good boy scout who like tells us to rise to our higher moral character like you kind of need to do a nostalgic story to Ooh. put them in a simpler time when there was clearly defined lines between good and evil mm -hmm. and uh, so I would love to see a Superman story that is set in the late 30s early 40s mm. when like this uh, critical existential battle between our angels and our demons was being waged and weirdly it's come back it's like we've forgotten that history and we've forgotten the telltale signs of what it looks like when fascism starts to rise mm -hmm. and people start to yeah. call the media fake news mm -hmm. and and people start to just concentrate power around like uh dictatorships and strongmen around mm -hmm. the world it's not just in america it's everywhere it's happening yeah. can i ask for some context clarity here uh are we talking closer like 1939 closer to 1945 and are we talking more europe or are we talking more america um i'm thinking we're uh we're thinking we're in america because if you're watching watchmen right now and if you listen to the watchmen podcast which is awesome uh there were 20,000 american nazis who rallied in madison square garden before Whoa. world war ii erupted. that's crazy it was here it was everywhere that's and it still crazy. is and it still is so yeah, i would love surprised? to see i don't know you know i mean i'm not surprised but we weren't but alive I, but um, i mean i was yeah i wasn't alive yeah, tommy, was. <laughs> tommy was there yeah, yeah, yeah. Tommy, no i wasn't i was just there selling my art <laughs> um, what kind Hashtag of art tommy sketches um i would love to see a story oh, that's that's set before the war erupts, right? <laughs> 
I would love to see a story that's set before the war erupts when you see these telltale signs starting to go oh. underneath the radar, but some people are seeing it. Um, and I think what was interesting about Wonder Woman and Captain America is, yeah, they're, they're fighting, you know, uh, enemy soldiers, but in both of those cases, those soldiers are being corrupted by some like super villainy yeah. threat, yeah. whether it's Ares or Hydra. Like, uh, yeah. Whispered ev- evil mm-hmm. nothings in there. Right, right, right. <laughs> I, I think it would be more powerful if we saw that like humanity is capable of being dark enough on its yeah. own. Mm-hmm. And what if we just saw Superman fighting Nazis the way that we saw in like Jojo Rabbit or in Inglorious Bastards? Like, yeah. so there, that's my question. Is it is it revisionist history? Are you gonna change? Well, obviously it is because Superman's there, but does he change the outcome of the war? No, or no. The, I, uh, what if we're set in our timeline and he he fails? Like yeah. Superman couldn't prevent the Holocaust or from happening. Maybe uh, Nazi scientists actually discover kryptonite early enough that they're he's not able yeah. to actually be. That's super you know, interesting. Yeah. yeah, like they developed the formula. They were able to harvest it from their like uh, imperialist exploits Ooh. in Africa. And yeah, actually though, also what was the the Nazis' secret scientific endeavor? Essentially, creating Superman oh, yeah. was, it, was they what they were trying, trying to, to do. Yeah. yeah, so then this example comes along. They probably are yeah, trying to. Maybe we have a Nazi them. Bizarro, and that's who he's fighting. Right, that's a pretty yeah. interesting story because that's also exactly like if if they did discover him to exist, the only thing that's going to slow him him down is someone at his level. Yeah, yeah. So they try to create you know super Nazi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be more relevant than ever, and it could be let's let's have a Superman who's not like morally conflicted. He is a Boy Scout. We could have just an aspirational hero. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't have to be gritty or dark or bearded, uh, right. or even like too jacked? You know, he yeah. could be like the classic Superman who just wore, you know, just like a normal looking dude. Um, but he has these powers, and he he inspires all of us to uh, say no to our inner demons and make mm-hmm. decisions that help all of humanity. Yeah, I really like that. But uh, Tommy says that there's good people on both sides. <laughs> so what on the other That's side? Not what I said. I said. <laughs> Both sides of people are good. Attra- <laughs> Front and back. Yeah, oh, gotcha. They're yeah. equally attractive and enticing. Yeah. Hashtag back and front are good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So just sum them up for me again real quick. Your Superman uh, theory, how he'd be relevant again or if he already is. A uh, very powerful guy who uses his privilege for good. And his parents are replaced uh, not by farm owners, but by farm workers. And mm. they make him a good person. Mm. Into it. Mm-hmm. Tommy? Uh, Luther finds the truther Kent bent on expense <laughs> vacation. <laughs> ah. Expense uh, Kent bent on entertainment. Chop <laughs> <laughs> the expense part. Yeah. Um, Superman fights fascism in the past to teach us how to fight fascism today. Oh, nice. I like both of your ideas very much. I want to say on record. Just because Eric technically let Hitler live. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Wait, no. (laughs) Sadly, he he did. No, Hitler belongs in hell with Adam West. We had to cut out a portion uh, of this episode where Tommy railed against Adam West (laughs) for a very long time. I know you're like, no, you left it in. I was like, no, it was much longer. Yeah. Uh, guys, it's time for real questions. Great. The whole th- oh, these are a lot of Adam West questions. All right, we can. Ah, no. <laughs> I love Adam West, by the way. <laughs> Just letting everyone know. Uh, I'll cut that. <laughs> Keep it. No, glue it. Glue it. All right, uh, guys. Uh, yes. Remember, uh, none of us have seen these questions, but they can affect our point totals. Uh, and whoever wins the uh, episode gets their wish to come true. Uh, guys, Daisy Ridley. Are you familiar? Yes. Oh, great. She said on Fallon. Familiar. Great. Yeah. <laughs> this week that she likes Baby Yoda yeah. better than Porgs. 
Which Duh. feels like a weird comparison to make. It's a, I like an infant better than chickens. Uh, <laughs> make an argument for porgs being better than Baby Yoda. Oh. They taste better? Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Only one's been eaten by Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that we know. You can make coats <laughs> out of them. Sorry. You can make coats out of them. Oh yeah! Wow, that's off brand for you. So you get a a rogi. That is off brand. Peter, get her! Yeah, exactly. Peter, pull her out. Great. All right, guys. Disney said this week that they probably won't have any Baby Yoda dolls for sale by Christmas. Big mistake. Um. By the way, though, there is a Baby Yoda doll on eBay available that we're showing on screen right now that will give you nightmares. Only five hundred dollars. Pitch me on how you can make your own Baby Yoda doll out of things you just have. <laughs> okay, Yoda. take your pet at home, right? Whatever oh. pet you have at home, put it in a bassinet and then tie a little, take Dorito chips and stick them on their ears oh. and then you'll have your own Baby Yoda. Paint them uh, green, yeah. spray, paint, <laughs> spray paint them green. Mm-hmm. I, I spray like paint you your can... pet's face. Yeah, <laughs> you have, people die their Peta dogs. is going to have a, a time with you, Marina. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You can make one out of an avocado. Oh, you just great. take an avocado and you peel up the skin a little bit. Ugh. Oh, cute. And then you smear out some of the green goo. Yeah. And then you get into bigger avocado. Yeah. And you put it on that avocado and you mm-hmm. got an avocado to. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yes. Um, just because of the weird little like twang that the yeah. whole well, you know what I'm doing, right? Avocado. It's a Hugh Hauser. California Gold. It's a dog who eats avocados. <laughs> uh, uh, and tell me what you got. And I'll say it again. 2019 is the year of horse hair. Okay. <laughs> Uh, go out to your family stable, comb the mane of your horse Starlight, and take that hair and weave it into a baby Yoda shape. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Paint it the appropriate colors, put it on your Etsy store, mm-hmm. wipe the tears from your father's face, <laughs> and let the money roll in. Your family stable? Tears, alleviate financial fear. Oh, your beautiful white right. family your beautiful stable. beautiful white family Sitting Perfect around your Christian Christmas stable. tree. That's right. Uh, uh, Tommy, just because people don't know this about you, but you, all 2019, and we're here at the end of 2019, you really have been uh, giving me great uses for my family's horse hair. Yeah. Uh, uh, you get a silver rogi. Oh, my God. You've been very consistent about the horse hair, and wow. I appreciate the commitment Thank you. to the cause. Thank Not you. like Marina, who is hurting animals with yeah. spray paint. Wow. Uh, to tag really? up with her tag name. I've really changed teams. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, guys, finally, um, for real, Baby Yoda's so cute. What would you do for him? What would you do for Baby Yoda? Oh, What's the furthest anything. you'd go for Baby Yoda? I would get a job in retail and work all major holidays Ooh. at the expense of spending time with my family. <laughs> uh, if, if Baby Yoda is in space, right, I would become an astronaut. <laughs> I would get the qualifications, I would get the scientific expertise, and I would become an astronaut, and I would launch myself into space, and I would find him, and I would adopt him as my own, and I would be his mother forever, and we would go around space together, happy forever. Wow. Porgs, just chomping on porgs. Yeah. <laughs> find those porgs, making coats, keeping warm. You you would ignore your, your astronaut duties, and you yes. would immediately oh, just I would hijack going. a spaceship exactly. and go. Like, you're ignoring yes. the terrorism mm-hmm. element. Marina, we, we, we sent you on a mission. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I'm on a mission all yeah. right. Houston. The International Space Station is rapidly losing oxygen. <laughs> There's a lot of people there we're trying to save. Eee! Baby Yoda, I'm coming! <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I would uh, dig through the garbage for Baby Yoda because oh, in the oh, recent little... episode where he saw the yeah. thing in the dumpster, I'm like, Baby Yoda's going to be underneath that. Oh, He's going to no. have to dig through the dumpster to oh. find Baby Yoda. I yeah. thought I would do that. Wait, wait, you thought Baby Yoda was in the trash too? Yes. I like thought they, they just killed threw him the and like yeah. throw oh. And Baby Yoda baby was out underneath with the it. Yeah, he's just underneath it. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a lot easier. No John Wick style yeah, yeah, of firing yeah. up the stormtroopers. Really I just John thought Wick. it was going to have to be a dumpster dive. <laughs> well, Eric did uh, the smallest thing <laughs> for really Baby Yoda. So he gets the smallest little rogue. All right. Guys, that was it for rogue questions. Let's get some Point totals. Uh, what do you guys got? I have four. I have five. Uh, you have five, five and a quarter. Five, five and a quarter. quarter. I have four and a quarter. So Tommy Ooh, wins. Thomas. Hey. Uh, you've won something. You get your wish. <laughs> yeah, right. it's happened for wish. you. Yeah. Uh, not Marina. Not me. Not Eric. Nope. Uh, Tommy, I wish Philip would say the five words I've been waiting to hear my whole life. <laughs> well, I'm proud of you, <laughs> Timmy. <laughs> Tommy. Tommy. He literally misspelled his own name on the card. Hashtag public education. Thanks, Philip. I'm proud of you too, Dad. It was Thanksgiving to everyone. Thanksgiving miracle. Great. Gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble, guys. Guys, give it up. Tommy's last appearance on the show. Yeah, I've got to go back to my home planet now. The moon. <laughs> the Rick's plane set. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. uh, uh, great. Where can we find everybody? What are you guys doing? Uh, I'm on Twitter, Marina Masters, and I'm uh, with Eric in various uh, educational <laughs> YouTube videos. Sure. What? This sounds like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm at Tommy Bechtold on all social media platforms. Please check out my show, Take It Outside, on funnyordie.com. Yeah, it's really fun. Thank you. Uh, uh, Max No Sleeves is on that. Yes, he if is. If you like that. And guy. he's great. Watch yeah. it for Dean him. Dean Sharp is yeah. on that as well. Yes. Oh. Yeah. And you can find me at EA Voss. We're doing a lot more Star Wars coverage that I think you guys will really like. So we're doing a rewatch series. Empire Strikes Back is already on the channel. Return of the Jedi is coming out uh, Friday. And then we're doing Mandalorian recaps and reviews as well. So, like, get excited yeah, and watch get them. Get into it. <laughs> Wait, no, let's, let's talk about this plan for real. Uh, thanks, you guys, for, for watching. All right, so how, how, do, how do we become astronauts? <laughs>